Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. PRISM North America is a K-12 school system committed to building a sanctuary for children and families in North America. PRISM is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Welcome to the PRISM Podcast. My name is Misty Newcomb. I'm the superintendent of PRISM North America, and this is our podcast. Today, we are continuing on our series on building strong families. I have two wonderful guests in the room with me today. I have elementary principal and toddler infant mom, Lindsay Nichols. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And I have a repeat guest, Jessica Legrone. Hi. So Jessica, you've got elementary and one preschooler. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, you've got uh, you've got pre toddler and yeah. infant. I mean, he feels a little bit like a preschooler. He's a pretty big guy. Yeah, he is, but he's not a preschooler. He's yet. not. And then um, uh, I guess I'll stand in for all the parents of older children. This is really not a podcast about children. This is more a podcast right. about how husbands and wives come together to get the mind of God on a situation inside their family and the importance of doing that. So we've been talking about building strong families. We've talked about unless the Lord builds the house, those who work labor in vain. Today, we're going to get into the nitty gritty and talk about our responses. When we see an issue, when we see a challenge in our home, how do we respond and how do we respond in a way that secures our home? That's what we, that's what we're after here. Okay. So ladies, why don't we just jump right in and y'all tell me what would be some issues or things, situations that come up that would need a response? Like, what are the types of things in your life? That, so much. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't think of anything that wouldn't fit in that list. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Like, like, yeah, kids' behavior. Um, How your family spends their time. Yep. Like, school reports. You know, we get feedback. The, the grown girls are a little wild sometimes, okay? <laughs> and I don't know if people know this, but, you know, we... We don't have perfect children, and they get you reports. Don't. I don't. We don't. Oh. We most certainly don't. That's disappointing. And I know. I we're trying. <laughs> You're okay. Off the podcast. We're trying, <laughs> but yeah, you know, not perfect reports from yeah. school. Um, really, so much. You know, one of the things when I was thinking about this topic, it's unrelated to children. Actually, is how you. Well, it is related, but how you navigate risk as a family. Okay, we mm-hmm. thought about that a lot. Like, you know, I think there's anytime we make decisions, it yeah. feels like. It could be, for me at least, I I deal a lot with like, what if this is the wrong choice? Or even in just like financial decisions, buying a home, even as like micro is down to like when we were teaching Ezra to swim, like the level of comfort that we both had with that situation. Uh It's like things that we needed to talk about and discover, you know, it's, it's micro and it's tiny all the way up to like. Do we move? Do we right. yes. do we take a new job? Do we right. it's like to me, it's like it goes from the biggest decisions down to the tiniest of when's the best time for you to go work out? And it's kind of funny because those micro decisions sometimes take a little bit more out of you yes. than the big decisions. It's yes. almost as if we know that whether we move houses or whether we take a new job, you better consult the Lord and you better talk with each other that, you know, those almost come by default. We know to do that. Whereas things like, Hey, how do we respond to this behavior issue? Or I just got this report from the teacher of this trend they're seeing. Mm -hmm. And so we need to respond to it. Those are the types of things that you might just kind of respond out of a Mm -hmm. whim. And that's, that's the problem is that a lot of times we respond to situations just on a whim Mm -hmm. or off of default. And the problem with that is that that means that we're building by default. Yes. Yeah. 
And our default positions aren't always uh, our best selves, right? They're not right. always they're not always what God wants built in the house. And so, what we're trying to do here inside of this podcast is say you're always building something. Build strategically. Yes. Do not build by default, but really evaluate the structures that you're building and evaluate the structures that you have built and find where are areas in my home that there are gaps that need to be strengthened because this is a season to build those disaster proof walls in our yeah. homes. And so. Because of that, we want to talk very concretely about how do we approach issues, challenges, mm-hmm. problems, opportunities that come up together as a couple. And so I, I don't have, I had several men planning to, to join us today. <laughs> and isn't it funny that this podcast on communication came down to all ladies? Yeah. Uh, there were several different things that happened. And so um, even in the last couple hours that switched our guests. So I kind of thought that was funny. Um, and I think it's notable I do think that more often than not, women are the ones that would initiate the communication of yes. things. It's not always the case. And certainly we don't want to stereotype things. I know in our, our home, Clay's a big talker mm-hmm. and he's a big, like, let's talk through this stuff. He initiates a lot of that, of that conversation. I have a lot to say, but he is the one that often initiates uh, the, the conversation. And so I don't want the fact that there are just women on this to, by any means, relieve anyone of the responsibility. Yeah of communicating. This is not a woman's job. This is a family's job. This is a a human's job. So um, let's talk about this. We don't want to build by default. So tell me a little bit about your default response (laughs) versus the response you want to have. What does that comparison look like when something comes up that you know, especially in retrospect, needs to be discussed? What does that look like? I feel like that there was a really foundational moment for me I don't know, it was probably five, six, seven years ago, somewhere in there, where I realized that I actually really did not respect Ben's perspective. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a really common pitfall that I see a lot of, especially women who are have, I think you mentioned last week or the week before, like having more surface area with your kids. Yeah. You know, it's like you can, you can mm-hmm. get into this mode of believing that you have the best ideas and the best strategies. And I think for me, it was First of all, that's a really heavy load to carry on your own, especially as a young mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not actually the way that it's intended to be carried. Um, And so I had to come to a place of kind of self-evaluation of realizing like, oh, I actually really don't respect Ben's... Ben's, you know, perspective or, or whatever, because, um, he's a type that he actually doesn't usually, he's not as, um, micromanagely aware of right. things, you know, he's a, he's a big picture guy, mm-hmm. but he is amazing at like discerning what God is saying and the emphasis for our home. Right. And I am really good at, you know, coming up with solutions and strategies mm-hmm. to actually execute that. But for a while, his major like viewpoint and perspective was missing. And I felt like I was spinning my wheels a lot. And that was really frustrating. You know, so I think honestly, it's like, you have to actually go back to that and ask yourself, like, do you respect each other? Because if you don't Mm -hmm. respect each other, then, and if you don't really see the value and the benefit that the, that the other person brings to the table, then these conversations are are not going to go well. You know, they're not going to be fruitful. And I think a lot of this goes into those, um, that conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago with Josh and Clay about yeah. being, being respectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so that means that, you know, in, in your case, you know, your husband can't, and I know he doesn't, right. um, but he can't just say, well, that's not really my area of expertise. Yes. I'm going to step back. Right. He's got to be a reliable, predictable source of insight and input. And I think that can be really intimidating mm-hmm. sometimes for, for, especially if you have like a spouse that, 
has a lot of perspective, has a lot of interface, has a lot of, you know, ideas and, mm -hmm. and viewpoints on a situation, then it can be intimidating to say, actually, I have a place here as well. Yeah. But it's important to step up, especially as a husband, it's yes. important to step up and say, actually, I'm the father of this home. Mm -hmm. I hold a lot of responsibility here. Not that you're going to come in and like wield and say your, your perspective mm -hmm. is not important, but we have... I have a role to play here and I have a responsibility for my home that I have to, that I have to hold. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, uh, for, you know, for, and it can be a woman who might step back and just, you know, let the husband make all the decisions. But I think more than not, it's not. And right, yeah. especially with children. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's super, super important. I've, I've heard stories where people, and it, it is kind of shocking to me. And I, I'm just going to say that because I want people to understand it's it's an aberration of the norm to make a giant decision like I'm going to accept a job or I'm going to do this oh, yeah. or I'm going to do that without talking to your spouse. 100%. And, uh, but, but you hear people do those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And that's an indication that there's a default structure in their home that we're on maybe even parallel paths, mm -hmm. but those paths do not connect. Absolutely. And that is, that is a red flag inside yeah. of a home. That structure can't stand the crisis. It's mm -hmm. not going to be able to withstand that. And so part of what we're doing here is saying, let's build homes that can withstand any of the challenges that come and challenges will come. And right. so that to do that, you have to build you have to build some structures mm -hmm. to talk and to converse and to hear each other's insight. And I agree, Jessica, really the foundation of that is having a respect for the other person's, for the other person's mm -hmm. viewpoint and each person playing the role they're supposed to play yeah. in their home. Exactly. You want to add to that, Lindsay? Yeah. I was just say for me, when I think about default responses, I think my Achilles heel is just awareness. Mm -hmm. It's so easy for me just to move so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, boom, 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 make decisions. And I would say going back to what we're talking about, like there's really big decisions and really yeah. small ones. The bigger the decision, the heightened my awareness is. Right. That like, oh, we need to partner yes. on this. And the heightened, the more heightened our awareness is that we need to partner with God on this. Uh -huh. But as they get smaller and smaller, it gets easier to just be like, boom, 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 make yeah. all the decisions. Yeah. But I can think of a lot of examples where, you know, we've like, I think about that swimming analogy where it's like, we went to the pool once with Ezra and I realized like... Oh, this is feels tense and like Malachi feels really nervous and Ezra is just like, you know, trying to jump into the deep end and, and like yeah. go to the bottom of the pool. I looked back on that and saw like I was pushing, pushing, pushing and saying like, it's okay, let's do this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And like trying to, trying to like fix and yeah. mend when what we really needed was either to have had a conversation before or to like to pause in that right. moment and say, Hey, we don't have to just keep going. Yeah. Like, let's just stop right now and acknowledge yeah. we're not on the same page here and, and talk about what is yeah. it, what is the best pathway to move forward in yeah. this situation? Again, it's small. Like you yeah. could easily remove God from that situation and say, it's not a big thing, but it's yeah. big to be aware of your spouse and when yeah. being aware when you're not on the same page. And yes. Yeah. I think that's a really great point to pull out. Like you've got to know Oh, we're not on the same page. I think about things. And not try and sway the other person to your side before yeah. you talk about it. Because that's right. what I was trying yeah, to do. I was, I was actually, like, yeah. let me pull you to my side here at the pool. This is fine. It's safe. It's fine. Stop worrying. Instead of saying like, hey, I need to acknowledge. Like you, it goes back to the respect. Yeah. I need to acknowledge the fact that like there's something in you that's causing pause. And some, that should cause pause in me too. Instead exactly. of acceleration right. to yes. fix or convince you I, yes, that I my think point's right. I'm a master convincer. And this was something I realized very early on. I could convince Ben of a lot of things. And that led us 
down some paths that we shouldn't have gone. And I think for me, a lot of personal development has been restraint. Mm -hmm. Like I may have a perspective and I may even have a really strong belief about something, but I have to pull it back and give him space because he's a slower processor. This is just dynamics of our marriage. I mean, I know, I think everyone could say there's probably one or the other who's maybe a little bit more, has stronger perspectives or stronger opinions than the other, you know, whether it's a man or a woman. But for me, I had to really like learn how to pull back and get rid of that haste and say like, I'm going to give Ben the space to kind of like muse. And, you know, he likes to turn an object over and look at every single side of it and then decide. And that used to frustrate mm-hmm. me. Um, right. I, I used to, someone uh, really said that I was more like a racehorse and Ben was more like a Clydesdale. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's capital T true. And I think when you give when you have kids it's like so much weight yeah, then gets put highlighted. on that system. And I had to really learn how to respect the Clydesdale yeah. to say like there's massive strength in his way that he works. I have strength too. There's certain aspects of our home that wouldn't work without my like quickness. But mm-hmm. like, and I think then that goes back to discerning the architecture of your home. I mean, this is just such a, yeah. a big topic. It seems real simple making just, mm-hmm. you know, daily decisions, but it's actually like really stepping back and looking at like, what is the architecture of your home and what does the Lord want for the way that you relate with your spouse to be? And for some, it mm-hmm. might be taking a step back and yeah. giving more space and recognizing that a situation might feel really uh, pressing, really important. Right. And But it's not actually, mm-hmm. because right. until you discern the will of God, you ain't like, it doesn't matter what decision yeah. you make, like you, you might make the wrong decision in yeah. that. And so why not give the, give God space to speak mm-hmm. and trust his timing? Yeah. 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 I think that we're, we're hitting on a couple of really big things here. So we've got respect for each other, the timing of God, we've got awareness and being, being sure that you are on the same page and being aware of if you're not. Yeah. And then a proper response yeah. to, to all of that. I think a couple of things over the years, both in our home and just in conversations I've had with people, areas where this kind of stuff pops up. And there's, a, like you said, there's almost no area that they, it wouldn't. But I think about small things like food, mm-hmm. the diet in your home, yes. and realizing one person is pushing for one way of doing things and one is not on board. And you have a choice to push or you have a choice to say, let's get on board and like have some strategy about this. And and those little small things make a huge difference in what the world feels like in your home oh, and yeah. the, the conflict and the pressure. And it creates a lot of tension. Uh, when your child doesn't learn the way everybody else learns, that can be a place of, okay, well, how are we going to respond to that? Yeah. And if you're not on the same page, <clears throat> it creates, and it may not be learning. It may be health. It may be, yeah. um, there may be like layers to that. But when something is different about your child, then maybe all your other kids. And how do you respond to that difference? You've got, mm-hmm. you've got to talk about it and you've got to get on the same page and say, okay, what is the mind of God for this child? How mm-hmm. do we relate to the, these specific needs? So I say all of that because we've talked about, unless the Lord builds a house, mm-hmm. those who work labor in vain. And that's what we always want to bring it back. Your best communication skills as a couple, you know, my degree, one of my classes was to get certified to teach couples how to argue. That's <laughs> funny. How, wow. to, how to argue pr- productively. I have, actually have mats um, that you can even stand on oh, if wow. you have someone who's Could really struggling. Could you make struggling. a home visit, Misty? Uh, Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> a lot harder to do it yourself than to ask other people to do it, FYI. Um, but so like you could have all the skills and the, the negotiation tactics and the yeah. I statements, you know. Right. Like or like schedule set up. Yes. When to, you like, do this. Talk to each other. Yes. I feel this. Exactly. Yeah. I feel this way. Yeah. Never when you, yeah. I feel this way when this happens. Um, 
So, you, you know, I have all those, but those things don't actually bring in the mind yeah, of God. That's right. They are con- helpful because mm-hmm. communication matters and you shouldn't roll your eyes and yell and stomp. That's not the same thing as coming together and get the mm-hmm. mind of God. So tell me what that looks like in your home. You know, I, when I was thinking about this, Malachi and I used to have, before we had kids, we had like a scheduled day that we would talk to each other called Nichols Family Hour. And <laughs> we would like do these things. And we, me and Malachi, just, we love systems and yes. structures uh-huh. and routines. And to be honest, we're built pretty similarly. Yeah. Like we think pretty similarly. We enjoy the same things. So as we've talked about, what does it look like to discover the mind of God? We know that we are. So we were like, well, what is it? Like, how do we know this isn't just our own good ideas? So we have pretty good ideas and pretty good plans sometimes. But what we discussed was that the way that we know that we're discovering the mind of God is first by evaluating the health of our relationship with him, like as individuals. And if we're not both individually watered and seeking the mind of God, then it's really difficult for God to fill our conversations. Mm -hmm. And it does really quickly dissolve into a structured meeting. Like in previous in the previous episode where we talked about business partners, it falls really quickly into yeah. that, mm-hmm. like planning a good business. And so that was one of the things we discussed as a family recently was just we have to be sure that we're watered and that we're seeking the mind of God in situations and that we're not influenced by a lot of factors outside or by haste. I think you already mentioned that. But then it actually kind of relates to what you said, Misty, of like it's we come together, we talk, we feel like, wow, this feels like God. But to be honest, we know we're so similar, we almost always take that to others. Like we involve others in that conversation, especially big decisions to say, hey, we navigated a really serious health crisis with my family last year that was like a year long process with a lot of complex, really difficult decisions to make as a family. And often we would process that for a long time and then say, hey, can we, you know, we'd reach out to a leader in our church or just a friend and say, can we get together and have lunch? We just want to talk to you about what's going on and what we feel like God's telling us about it and have that sounding board. And I feel like that's been helpful for us as a couple that tends to think pretty similarly to invite in outside opinion and give us a space to share what God is saying to us. It helps us refine it a bit. Like what is God really saying? It's just really easy to convince yourself um, Mm -hmm. that your ideas are good. And almost like, like you said, convincing yourself, not just your spouse. So I think for us, that's a big part of it. Healthy relationship with the Lord individually first. Conversations together that are what God is speaking to us, not just solving problems or making right. plans, but like, what is God telling you on a daily basis? What do I feel about yeah. this? Not when just, I pause and reflect, what yeah. do I feel about this? When I, uh, not just what is my gut, like my initial reaction is, you know, to scream and turn in circles. But yeah, <laughs> when I pause and just say, God, help me show us the way he's going to show the way mm-hmm. your word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. He's it's, it's our promise yeah. that he'll lead us and guide us. He, I mean, the Holy Spirit was left Mm -hmm. for us so that he could lead, guide, comfort. And so I think there's a lot of different things that we have access to Mm -hmm. that we really need to live in. And so I think that's a really big, important piece of this. In the small decisions, God's there. Mm -hmm. Or even in not decisions. mm -hmm. Like I'm just reflecting back. It's like we have boundaries in our home around how much TV we watch. Right. So that, or like how we do the dishes. Small things like how we do the dishes. Like someone cleans and someone sits and talks. And like we're not both just busy about working. And it's not like we said we're going to do it this way. It's right. just this unspoken boundary. We value our time when our kids are asleep to talk to each other yeah. about our days beyond what happened, but what God's really speaking to us. And over time, that just builds, right? As you talk about, hey, I had this situation with Ezra today, and here's what I really was seeing and feeling. No decision made. 
just a little seed of conversation. And then three weeks from now, Malachi might say, hey, you, I've noticed that God really seems to have his finger on this. I think we need to have a broader discussion now about this thing. But it really starts with the way that we position ourselves in the day to hear from God. And then the way that we structure our free time to be sure that we're talking to each other about what's going on. Yeah. I 100% agree. I mean, Ben and I do very, we've had you know, different iterations of that over the years. Cause our kids, I mean, now our kids don't go to bed till like eight 30. I like, know That's tough. what in the world. <laughs> There's a season like, where they'll both oh, wake no. up early and go to bed. This late. Is and it's, uh, we're, we're getting, getting that into that one. Season, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's no bueno. Okay. We're like, wait. And honestly, we stay up later and, and I was saying, I mean, so much similar to Lindsay. We don't, you know, we really don't watch that much TV. Honestly, right. our TV watching has decreased over the years for sure. Um, We really do prioritize talking. You know, we love touching base. But, you know, I think another thing, too, is um, we have a we have a particular child who has just had some behavioral issues for her whole life. I can say her because I have three girls. So you don't know who I'm talking about. It's a her. Um, And, you know, we have had countless conversations about how to approach it, what to do, you know, how to not only just and I think this is what I was going to say is sometimes you can look at a situation and just think about like how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Like what do we do to fix this? Mm-hmm. But really it's actually a step back from that to say what is God saying about this particular child or situation? Maybe we need to approach it differently and then that's where then the solutions change. So if you start back there and yeah. say like what what is God's emphasis then that's where then the solutions and and some of the some of the things that we do are a little different but honestly a lot of it hasn't changed what we do on the day to day but it's our posture and our position mm-hmm. has changed inside yeah. of us and we feel more grace flowing mm-hmm. as god has spoken and so i think that's a great example of like morphing and changing over the years as you're dealing with maybe kind of a long term situation it's really easy to get kind of stuck in a rut yeah. mm-hmm. but it's like god's always Speaking, he's always breathing new things, mm-hmm. even in, you know, in situations in different like that. different seasons. Different seasons. Yeah. And so I think that's a really important thing. And then last thing I would say is just praying together. I think, you yeah. know, sometimes it can seem like, oh, yeah, you know, of course, of course we pray. But like really, like sitting down and saying like, we're going to cry out to the Lord mm-hmm. about this situation. Mm-hmm. Like where we are going to um, declare that he speak and that he help us and give, you know, we know that he, we know his promises here. And so, you know, we're going to sit down and we're going to speak those promises into this situation and we're not going to stop yeah. until, until he speaks. And yeah. I think, um, prayer, you know, we, it's like, do we really believe in the power of prayer right. or are we just looking for solutions in the world? I mean, ultimately like God is our source mm-hmm. and we have to believe in the power of prayer and the power of, 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 God answering those prayers yeah. and mm-hmm. being faithful and hearing us. And so um, I think that's an area that Ben and I have continued to grow over the years. We weren't perfect about it at the beginning. Um, again, you know, it's working, it's just working all these things out yeah. with, mm-hmm. between a couple, but yeah. it's good. And I think I want to just take a little bit of, of pressure off for those who might be a little bit more like me. We could not have had a Newcomb family hour to save our life. Like we could not have made a consistent, and I don't know why we're that way. Well, just but, so you know, we don't do that anymore. Right. That was okay. like pre, pre-children. Pre yes, yes. But I know like a lot of people have, have had a lot of success in setting up a recurring structure and that really works for them. That kind of stuff. And I think part of it was just, we had four kids in five years. Um, often we were building businesses and uh, had both of us worked. And so there was never, there wasn't always a consistent time of the mm-hmm. week that we could meet. And so I don't want people to, to get caught up in this mindset of, oh, to do this effectively, I have to 
always have. Yeah. I have Friday to have nights. These, Friday, yeah, <laughs> I have to have this structure, or we have to wake up at five a.m. to talk every morning. Because because I would sometimes feel like, oh, we're not doing this right. But the reality is, as things came up, we mm. would share openly in our own mm-hmm. hearts. Like I am distraught about the situation. I am, and mm-hmm. and that would mean sometimes for us that once the kids had gone to bed, that we would stay up and talk and make time. And and that meant that we had to cut out some other distractions mm-hmm. and throughout our marriage and our life. And we're going to actually talk about that. So I'm not going to later on on a different podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go. I know. Suspense. Um, I'm not going to go too far into that. But we did have to, you just have to do it. Like yep. you have to do it at some point and you have to be open and share your heart and, and be aware of like, I am distraught about this situation or, um, you, like you said, Lindsay, you have to be aware, oh, we're not on the same page. Yeah. You have to be able to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like that's e- something. Even no matter how subtle it is. Cause yes. I think husbands mm-hmm. are masters at like, I don't know, just like you don't, it's easy to just keep, your kids are loud. They're screaming. Yeah. They're crying. It's very yeah. obvious. But I have found, like, I've really set it in my mind. I want to learn Malachi and understand yes. what are the things that ruffle him a bit. And I want to mm-hmm. be more aware of that so that I don't just steamroll him. Mm-hmm. We've talked about just the power of, like, for me, just riding in Clay's slipstream. Mm-hmm. I don't have yep. to. And that means that I need to know, just like you said, I need to know him. And I need to right. be able to discern and not be so intense and so mm-hmm. busy myself that I can't figure out what's going on inside of him, not be so aware mm-hmm. of what I want and what right. I think about yeah. a situation that I can't even see it's very different mm-hmm. than, and he's not comfortable and he's not, and that's super important. That is super important to figure out. And so that means I do have to know him. I just kind of want to recap a little bit. We have to be positioning ourselves to ourselves here from the Lord and be aware when he's speaking into things. We have to have some type of structure. It doesn't need to be consistent recurring every mm-hmm. week, the same time, but there has to be some routine aspects of our life that allow for conversations to take place. Mm-hmm. And that may mean we cut some things out. It may mean that even when we're tired and we have a bunch of kids Mm -hmm. who are spending more and more of their waking hours in our space, (laughs) 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 Um, that we are still pushing out space to have conversations, even if it's just going on a walk outside Mm -hmm. your house. And then the restraint, Mm -hmm. don't move by default Mm -hmm. and be aware when you are. And, and most importantly, bring God into, bring God into that. So I want to challenge people to think through these things. Am I positioning my life where I'm actually hearing from the Lord yeah. and including him in the decisions? And am I building systems with my spouse? If I'm married, am I building systems with my spouse to hear from that person and evaluate, do I respect what they say? Do I respect mm-hmm. their input? Regardless of expertise, there is architecture in a home for husbands and architecture in a home for wives. And it's very important that we function in the the way that that God's structured a home. So really want to encourage people to do that. And I hope that this produces some really good conversations for people as they talk to each other and as they start to evaluate the decisions that they're making. I know these podcasts have been really good things for, for us to discuss at yeah. home. If you're not sure where to start, I think the pod talking about this podcast is a great place. Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. listen to it and talk about it. Yeah. Identify those areas where, hey, there's constant tension. Let me just say this. I think that that, that was a really good uh, last point. If there's areas that keep popping up as points mm-hmm. of tension, yep. you're not on the same page. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And every marriage has yep. them. Every, uh, you know, as you approach your kids, if you have these recurring areas mm-hmm. that keeps popping up as a tent spot, you're probably not on the same page. Mm-hmm. You need to evaluate that. Yep. So good talking this week. Mm-hmm. Everybody get some time this week to talk with your spouse and let's build strong structures for our homes.
This podcast is a production of Prism North America. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. To learn more about Prism, visit us at our website, www.prismnorthamerica.org.